on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 3-2 pitch coming. Here it is. Hey, struck him out looking. And this one is over. Winker not in total agreement with Brian Onora on that call. Brewers come from behind and beat Cincinnati. Big home run by Avi Garcia. 5-3 the final. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Pauling. Act one of what's going to turn into a seven-act play. The first of seven straight games between the Brewers and the Reds. It goes to the Brewers. They get the 5-3 victory today. A big home run from Avi Garcia in the eighth inning is the difference. Brewers pick up the W. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so. We're on ESPN right now, so a little bit different than the normal number to gain contact with us as opposed to when we're on WTMJ. If you want to call or text, the phone number is 800-990-3776, 800-990-ESPN. The tweets stay the same. You can tweet directly at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Augie, this was not a pretty game. This wasn't an especially well-played game, but it's a win, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day. It was actually kind of a battle of trying to figure out, you know, who's going to take over. You look at, at Adrian Hauser, who's been throwing the ball very well uh, for the Brewers going out there and really struggled early. And it just seemed like, you know, we talked so much about Adrian Adrian and his strengths are is that good sinking fastball. And I think every once in a while, a pitcher goes out there, and the, the way we phrase it is they come around the ball instead of getting on top top the ball, getting that good sinking and locating it real well. You come around the ball and has a lot of movement. I thought his ball early in the ball game, he got himself in trouble with a lot of movement just going outside the strike zone. But when he needed it, what did he do? He went to a little bit different fastball. He went to that four-seam fastball that you can locate in different spots, and he did a great job of getting through that first inning, uh, uh, making some real quality pitches with that good four-seam fastball. I don't want to focus on the negatives, but just in terms of like the level of play in this game, Avi Garcia doesn't make a catch in right field that he should have made. On that Keston Hira big hit, that was a ball that should have been caught. Two runs scoring on back-to-back wild pitches from uh, Jay Cousins. There's another error in the game as well. There were some plays that go for hits that could have been called errors. I mean, this was just a... it did not seem like it was a sharp game today. It really wasn't. And you, it, just uh, the Christmas that you thought that the game would be played, uh, because this is this is a big series for for both clubs and seeing what they can do to finish out this this uh, first half of the season until the All Star break. But it, it just seemed like everybody was a little contentious out there, trying to make good things happen. And it just you know it got into a situation right from the first inning. You get bases loaded on both sides. Brewers get the benefit with with Avi hitting that little chopper and and the Malley coming in and mishandling that ball mm-hmm. he had a lot of time and then what do they do they walk a guy and score or able to score score two runs early and that's what the Brewers needed to do they needed to get on top and they did that early in the ball game and really uh, I thought was a big part of the ball game and why the Brewers won between Garcia's two RBI hits he had 427 feet today one went 426 feet the other one won <laughs> end of velocity on the, on, the, on the first it wasn't that much I think I heard the velocity on the first one was 48 miles per hour or whatever they say uh but you know 
he came up with the big hit. You know, uh, when you look at this Brewer Ball Club, you look at, you know, where's the, where are your key guys? What are, what are the things that are making this offense and what offense we do have really generate? And most of the time when you talk about this offense, I know we've talked about, about Adamas and, and, uh, and Urias really doing a nice job, but you got to go back to what Omar Navarez is doing and what Avi, um, uh, obviously, El Garcia is doing because they're really coming up with some big hits, coming up with at times at bad, having these good at bats, putting the ball in play, and that's been a big part of this ball club this first half of the season. If you want to join us, 800 990 3776, 800 990 ESPN, or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. This is Brewers Extra Innings live from American Family Field. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. Avi, a check swing bouncer out in front of home plate. And a nice play almost by Tyler Malley. He made the charge, a diving try on it to pick it up and flip it to Barnhart. Couldn't handle it. He bobbled it. And a run's going to score. Brewers get the win, 5-3 over the Reds, the first of seven straight between these two teams. This is a four-game series here at American Family Field, and everybody will break for the All-Star break. And then coming up a week from tomorrow, they'll open up a three-game series in Cincinnati coming off the All-Star break. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 800-990-3776, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. You look at the standings, Augie, and the Brewers now have a seven-game lead over the Reds. The Cubs and Cardinals are each nine-and-a-half games back. It's, um, I still feel like one of these teams, and, and to me it's the Cardinals, but maybe it's the Reds, maybe it's the Cubs. I still feel like one of these teams has a run left in them to make it interesting. And clearly, hey, if, the, if the Reds win the next three games here, it's, it's a four-game lead, and all of a sudden it, very, it looks like a, a much tighter division. But as it sits right now, this is it's incredible the dominant position that the Brewers have moved into. It sure is, and you know the attitude they have to take. They take that one game at a time when you go, especially now in the next three ball games until you hit the All Star break and you can get a break and just recharge yourself. So these three games are really important, and I thought I thought tonight was a big game for Cincinnati. They. They're, they put Malley on the mound, who's barely been throwing the ball well. I think his last eight or nine starts, he's won five or six in a row. They come, come with uh, Brock, their guy had a, who's been their best reliever, uh, I think over the last nine or ten appearances I read somewhere where he, he's got like a right around a two-yard So they really came at the Brewers in the way they wanted to. But then the Brewers withheld it. That you had the big, the big uh, base hit from some from Omar to the at the at the in the eighth inning, and right after that, Avi comes up and hits the big home run. So I think winning tonight, keeping the ball ball game close, and and everybody will talk about Adrian didn't quite have his good stuff. Yeah, he didn't have his good stuff, but he battled out there and kept the team in the ball game, and that's what you want your starter to do. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's go to the phones. Doug in Baraboo has given us a call. Hey, Doug, you are on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, good evening, guys. We're actually on our uh, way home from the game. What a different game uh, this was from the first couple innings and so on and so forth. Uh, And it was fun to watch. But the thing I was glad to see was uh, putting Suter back in uh, his uh, correct element. Yesterday, 
I was surprised and a little disappointed that they put him in that closing role. And for two reasons. Number one, I don't look at him as a closer, you know, throwing that 9,900 mile an hour uh, pitch like the current day closers do. And his, and his, uh, the biggest asset is that is that quick pitch and the and he just keeps rolling. He couldn't do that yesterday with the guys on base, but he comes in tonight, bam, bam, bam. He gets back in his element, and I know Council has commented on him in the past that that's that's his uh, that's his biggest asset. Yeah, Doug, I, I agree with you, and I did not love where he. Um, the Brewers were a little bit hamstrung where, when it came to who they were going to use, but they, they, they could have used Boxberger in that spot yesterday. I, I know that Craig Council loved the matchups because of the, uh, the handedness that inning, and, and I'm not trying to diminish that. You play the righty-lefty stuff more often than not, and it's, it's going to work more often than not, but I think Doug makes a great point. The, the, the inning... That what what Suter did today is when he is at his best for the Brewers. I think you and I talked earlier about that, Matt, about what happened yesterday with Suter coming in the game, and it changes his style, it changes his tempo in pitching, and and uh, I thought the Mets did a nice job and what they had to do, uh, what they did with him yesterday and the way they approached it. But today Suter was Suter. He got yeah. out there, had his tempo, located his pitches. And really was as dominant as he usually is. And his strength is really starting an inning, being able to control that inning and come at you with that good cut fastball. He can throw an upper part of strike zone and makes it very difficult to hit. And uh, it's good to see him battle right back today, do what he had to do. And it was a big, important part of the ball game. He come up and threw, out of, threw up a big zero in, in there and gave the Brewers an opportunity to come up, come up the next following inning and score a run. 800-990-3776, 800-990-ESPN. That's Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. We're back with more in just a moment. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. Jay Cousins all set to go for Barnhart. Check swing on the ball, getting by Omar Narvaez, and a run's going to score. Brewers get the win as they knock off the Reds tonight. Uh, 5-3 the final. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings. If you want to join us, 800-990-3776, 800-990-ESPN, or at Matt Pauley on air on Twitter. Being joined by former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine uh, on the text line. Doug texting in. Good to start the series with a win. Great chance to get three out of four now with Peralta and Woodruff going yet. Let's get greedy and have a nice eight-game lead at the break. Wow, this is a two-team race now. I'm not willing to say it's a two-team race quite yet. It looks like it, but there's a lot of baseball left to be played, and we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow, the pitching matchup, uh, no disrespect to Eric Lauer or Wade Miley, and I think a lot of people in these parts are fans of Wade Miley from what he did uh, with the Brewers, and he's really pitching well recently with Cincinnati. But tomorrow's pitching matchup, Lauer versus Miley, it's okay, but I, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited about Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is Freddie Peralta against Vladimir Gutierrez. We've seen the Brewers struggle against Gutierrez, and then Sunday is the matchup. Brandon Woodruff against Luis Castillo, um, and, and Castillo's numbers aren't great this year. But again, we've seen last his last start against the Brewers was really good. I 
I really like those second day pitching, uh, second two day pitching matchups. Yeah, it's going to be great. And Castillo, you know, you can tell. I, I remember last time we played him, you could. He was in the dugout, in the dugout, and he, you saw him with the ball in his hand. He's working on grips and things. You could see him focusing on the next day when he came out. And he really did pitch a, a good ball game. But uh, so Brewers do get the uh, the win five three. Now Augie, I hear a rumor. That when Vladimir Gutierrez pitches in honor of him, you're going to go to a tattoo parlor and get a big spider tattoo perfect. right on your neck. Is perfect, that correct? Perfect. It'll be just a ballpoint pen, but you know <laughs> why not? <laughs> no, you know he's just a unique individual yeah. in where he's been. And that would know, intimidate the heck out of me. Oh my gods! He just you know he he goes out there and he goes right after you though. You gotta like what he does and. Uh, he just he's one of those guys when you look for for Cincinnati have a guy step up and do a good job for you he's really been that guy each and every time he goes out there he throws the ball very well and it's there's going to be some really even tomorrow when you talk about about Eric and and Wade it's going to be a good matchup because you got two lefties going but uh, I think when you look at this series this is a big series for actually both teams but I think Cincinnati has a lot more to gain than the Brewers would have if they don't win the series. I, I would I would absolutely agree. 800-990-3776. 800-990-ESPN as the Brewers come away with the victory uh, over Cincinnati tonight by a 5-3 score. We're back with more in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. is ready and delivers down low and getting by Narvaez this game is going to be tied on a note that's going to be a wild pitch too I think yep yeah, things did not go well right at that moment, but the Brewers were able to come back and get the win. They win by a 5-3 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings alongside former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. Augie, this was a game where you saw some damage created from Omar Nervais. He had a double, obviously, uh, the Aviseo Garcia home run. There's been a lot of talk recently about Christian Yelich because Yelich has just, he's not been swinging the bat well. He's been striking out a little bit more. He only had one strikeout tonight, but not getting the extra base hits. He had a nice hit yesterday, taking it down the That's third right. baseline off yep. the end of the bat. That, that, that was a classic Yelich kind of hit, but he... He gets on base a lot, and you give him credit for getting on base. He's he's dangerous because you know what he can do. But when it comes to the hitters in the lineup who are really kind of consistently creating damage, I think you look at Adamas, you look at Narvaez, and you look at Garcia. Those As this team moves forward, if, if Yelich kind of stays as this get-on-base kind of guy for the rest of the year, I, I think you really focus at the, on those three guys that I just mentioned as the guys that are going to really help produce runs. And you need those guys to step yeah. up. You know, you, you, you talk about Kristen, and I think this year they're, they're really kind of pitching him different. It seems like they will not give in to him. There's a one guy when, the guy, when the teams come in, he is not going to be the guy that's going to beat that opponent that we are playing. And what they're doing is there really seems like they've really been pitching him in a lot and they, and then get, get going away with a fastball. I thought the one one fly ball he hit tonight, he just pulled off a bit. He just missed it. I, th- I thought he just pulled off the ball and hit the ball up. And uh, I believe it was to, to left center. Uh, but I, you know, it's he, they're going to pitch him tough, so it needs other guys to step up. And I think when you look at what Omar's been doing and Avasil's been doing along with Willie, those are the guys right now that are really stepping up. And I think as time goes on, we're going to see Christian come in and do help this ball club in many many ways because he's such a good ball player. But I think these three guys 
doing what they're doing now is huge and really helping this office maintain maintain the strength that they need to carry out the uh, the games and innings and getting guys on base and coming up with the big hits to score some runs. Keston here had an interesting day because his first two at-bats were a strikeout and a grounding into a double play. And then he gets the, the ball, the hard-hit ball to left field that bluntly should have been caught. It wasn't. It goes for a hit. And then he gets one more hit coming up uh, later on as he finishes with two doubles in this game. And sometimes I think as a hitter, you just need to experience a little bit of success and that play not being made in left field might be the the success that he needed to feel because he comes into today's game really kind of quite honestly looking like the guy he was earlier in the year that got sent down. Yeah, you know he put a good swing on the ball that was uh, that we thought should have been caught by Winker in in left field. The ball that got over his head, he looked like he turned the wrong way and misjudged it a little bit, and and uh, Kess was able to uh, get a double and and drive in a run on that. I thought the last at bat it looked. Like it was a good fastball on the inner side half. That was that was quickness by Kesson. You when he can go and get that turn on that ball on the inside part of the plate, drive it out, drive it down the third baseline like he did. That was a really a positive sign with the quickness and then taking that bat, pulling those hands in and driving it down the line. I thought that was a really good swing and a really good at bat. Five three Brewers get the win over Cincinnati. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get the post game comments of manager Craig Council. This is Brewers Extra Innings. the pitch. Swing and a drive to left deep. Get up! Get up! Caught and dropped by Winker. The tying run is in and Keston Yura is going to have a two-bagger. 5-3 Brewers get the win over Cincinnati. They take the first game of this four-game series and the first game of seven straight between these two teams. Welcome back in to the program. A big home run hit by Avisail Garcia. It goes 426 feet, and uh, that was the topic of conversation as manager Craig Council opened up his uh, postgame comments just a little while ago. I think Avi's just doing what we you know, really needed him to do and hoped he would do, and that's provide right-handed power. Um, you know, it, it's you – know, I, I feel like we're – our offense is starting to get to the – at the place where it's it can be a different guy um and, and so tonight it was avi um you know doing it doing a great job and, and getting the big hits casting getting some big hits so um that i think that's the best offense that you can provide is one that's has different guys doing it and avi's been one of the guys that's um been the other thing about obviously he's been very consistent this year i feel like um his production's just you know and that's important uh that that consistency has been been really helpful Craig, when Avi gets going, he can be a difference maker, though, can he? You know, you had those five RBIs in Pittsburgh on, on uh, Saturday. And, you know, a game like tonight, he, he has those jags where he can kind of, you know, carry you guys for a week too, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, anybody with power can do that. And, um, you know, he's having a really nice power season. Maybe off to, you know, probably got a chance to be a, a his best power season. So, um, you know, we, we – like I said, guys taking their turns, and Avi took his turn tonight. Craig, what did you think of how Adrian was able to battle out of some jams today? Yeah, I mean, he did. The first two innings, it was, I mean, it was, they got, um, 
you know, guys on first, I think it was first three innings. Maybe the first two guys got on every inning. Um, and that's just, that's tough. And, and I thought, again, you know, we kind of talked about this before the game, but just a sign of how he's, you know, he didn't let it affect him at all. And he kept making pitches and, uh, worked himself out of the, the first inning to work himself out of that inning was, was incredible. Um, second inning, nice play on the bunt, really nice play on a bunt. Um, so he just, man, he just kept making pitches in those innings and, I think it probably cost him a little bit in the fifth. He just probably ran out of gas a little bit and we made a defensive mistake, but, um, uh, he, he did his job. I mean, I was just to, to get through that stuff and, and put the zeros up in those first two innings. I thought was all the difference. Craig in that fifth and you bring in cousins with that nasty slider. How, how much pressure is there on a catcher in that sort of spot? Do you have to, yeah, I mean, I'll have to look at the two. I, I thought those two pitches were just they they were pretty far. Like, you know, I, I don't think there was anything Omar could do with those two pitches. They were they missed by quite a bit, unfortunately. Um, you know, I mean, Jake's stuff is good. I mean, you can see how the hitters are reacting to it. His, his stuff's really good, but he just he just yanked a couple of sliders there, unfortunately, and you know he that that hurt us that, that to do that and have a tough inning and then go out there and deliver the zero though was, was a great sign for Jake and, and really important part of the game. You got six more coming up against these guys, obviously. Um, did, did tonight have any kind of special feel to you a- any more uh, significance or is it, you know, just another game, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know we start that. You guys start that early, the hype machine, but, uh, and that's great. That, that, <laughs> I mean, it was, look, I mean, this is the, this is the team, uh, that's, that's in second place. So it's, so it's important, but, um, it, it cliche, man, we, we got so long to go. So it's, it's play the games in front of you, play the teams in front of you. And, um, you know, it was a good win tonight. Good team effort. Craig, on that that play at the plate, is that sort of textbook? Force the other team to make a play with two outs, and and they did. Yeah, um, no, I mean, you got you got to make the team make a play there, and he made a nice throw, you know. But but the chances of him making that throw versus the next guy getting a hit, it's it's well worth the risk. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. Mike in Colorado texting into the program says, uh, Matt, can you clarify the reviewed play at first? The radio guy said it was the wrong decision from New York. It was the wrong decision from New York. It was a, I, I'm, I'm well on record of saying how much I dislike Major League Baseball's replay system because it gets, it's so inconsistent. At times it does fix plays, but it doesn't get the call right a high enough percentage of the time that I think it is actually all that useful. He was not, Taylor was not tagged. He was not tagged. And there was video evidence that he was not tagged. Was it 100%? Maybe not. Maybe it was 99.9%, but that should be enough. That like there needs to be at some point in time where you're looking at this video and you're saying, okay, let's let's be really let's let's go common sense here. He did not get tagged. There was no contact made. Uh, I'm a I am a strong believer that. Uh, and for those of you who don't know how the replay system works, 
Major League Baseball umpires get assigned to it. So, like, as they travel through, instead of going to a a Major League City and and working a series, you get assigned to New York. There's always two umpiring crews that are in the replay center, and they're in charge of doing that. Those That should not be how it works. They should have separate people who work the replay center, Those people should not be Major League Baseball umpires. They should not be in the Major League Baseball umpires union. They should not have that internal motivation to protect their brethren, which I think absolutely exists. You know, you can, there's a lot of really good umpires who get to AAA and you know, umpires don't retire that much. And if you get to AAA at the wrong time as an umpire and there's just not enough movement, you might, you might wash out as an umpire and, and no, because you're only going to spend, yeah, you, once you spend three years at AAA or so, all of a sudden you've been there a really long time. And if there haven't been enough major league retirements in that time for you to walk through the door, you're probably going to be out of a job. So if I'm major league baseball, I start looking at people like that and, I start saying, "What? What very good AAA umpire is about to wash out? You know, some of the, like the umpire supervisors in the Major League Baseball front office. That's their profile. They're guys who were not big league umpires, but maybe got to AAA and then got the opportunity to continue their career in a different way." Go get those guys and just assign them to the the Major League Baseball Replay Center and make sure that they are not they, that they are only beholden to getting the call right and there is no uh, no reason that they would be worried about protecting their umpiring brethren. That's my call because I just you look at that play tonight and to me the only thing I can say is. You got some umpires in New York that don't want to overrule some of their umpire buddies here in Milwaukee. All right, when we come back, we'll go back through the game with the highlights. Brewers get the win over Cincinnati 5-3. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 5-3, 5-3, Brewers get the win over the Reds. Starting pitching matchup, Adrian Hauser going for the crew. Tyler Malley getting the start for Cincinnati. It was certainly an interesting top of the first inning. Jonathan India leads the game off with a base hit against Hauser. Then a wild pitch moves him to second. Then Jesse Winker walks. Runners on at first and second. Then a base hit by Nick Castellanos. It loads the bases. So bases loaded. Nobody out. We've seen this recently. We've also seen this second part of it recently. The next hitter is Joey Votto. Hauser. All set for pitch number 17. Here it is. Votto is swinging and out. Struck him out. So there's one out. Next hitter, Tyler Naquin. And coming back. Struck him out swinging. Another strikeout for Adrian Hauser. Other K's in the inning. Yeah, we got all kinds of them. So two outs now, and it brings up a Eugenio Suarez. And the pitch. Suarez, broken bat, little pop-up that is going to be caught by Keston Hira, and Adrian Hauser gets out of it. How about that, folks? Yeah, somehow, someway, Hauser gets out of it and it is a scoreless game going to the bottom of the first inning. Not for long, though. Luis Arias walks, then Christian Yelich hit by a pitch. The runner's on at first and second. Willie Adamas then comes to the plate. 
He reaches on a fielder's choice where Yelich is out at second, but then Omar Narvaez walks. That loads the bases for Avisael Garcia. Avi, a check swing bouncer out in front of home plate. And a nice play, almost by Tyler Malley. He made the charge, a diving try on it to pick it up and flip it to Barnhart. Couldn't handle it. He bobbled it. And a run's going to score. Bases still loaded. Jace Peterson then walks. That forces in Willie Adamas. That makes it a 2-0 game. Brewers could have gotten more, but Keston here ends up grounding into a double play, and the Brewers have to uh, settle for the two runs there in the first inning. It is a 2-0 game. Adrian Hauser would once again run into a little bit of trouble in the top of the second inning. Tucker Barnhart gets a base hit. Kyle Farmer is hit by a pitch. Um, eventually, uh, you would also have a walk to uh, Jonathan India. So the bases are loaded once again. With one out, he would strike out Jesse Winker, and that would bring up Nick Castellanos. Hauser shakes off one. Now finally ready. One, two on Castellanos. Here it is. Hey, struck him out swinging. And he pitches out of another major jam. Yeah, Adrian Hauser pitching out of bases loaded jams in the first and second inning. Uh, I think settled down a little bit for him, although he was not totally sharp today. Anyways, uh, so it's a uh, 2 nothing game, but then the Reds would end up making some noise in the top of the fifth inning. Jesse Winker leads the inning off, reaching on an error by Jace Peterson. Nick Castellanos then reaches on a fielder's choice. Winker out at second. Joey Vada walks, the runners on first and second. Tyler Naquin walks, so the bases are loaded once again. We've been here before. This time, Adrian Hauser does not get the opportunity to get out of it as Jake Cousins comes on. First battery faces A. Eugenio Suarez. He lines out, so that's a good start. However, uh, the things would not go so well as the first run would score this way. Jake Cousins all set to go for Barnhart. Check swing and a ball getting by Omar Narvaez, and a run's going to score. Tucker Barnhart still at the plate, and another one uncorked. Cousins is ready and delivers. Down low and getting by Narvaez. This game is going to be tied on a note. That's going to be a wild pitch, too, I think. Yep. Yeah, back-to-back wild pitches by Jake Cousins with Tucker Barnhart at the plate, and then Barnhart is able to come through. Swinging a bouncer in the right, a base hit, and the Reds have the lead. It can change that quickly, and it did. Everything happening during the Tucker Barnhart at bat. Two wild pitches and an RBI single. Three runs score in the fifth, and it is a 3-2 game. But the Brewers would get one of those runs back in the bottom of the sixth inning. Inning gets started with an Omar Narvaez double. After uh, two outs are recorded, Narvaez is at third, and Keston Hira is at the plate. The pitch, swing and a drive to left, deep, get up, get up, caught and dropped by Winker. The tying run is in, and Keston Hira is going to have a two-bagger. Brent Suter would come in to pitch the top of the seventh, would put up a zero, then in the bottom of the seventh inning, Joss Osa comes into the game for the Reds. Uh, Tyrone Taylor technically grounds out, but that was that play at first base that we were talking about earlier. He was safe. They just didn't see it that way. 
Luis Arias would walk. Christian Yelich would pop out. Uh, Art Warren would then uh, come in as the new pitcher. And uh, with Luis Arias on at second base, he would face off against Willie Adamas. Swing and a line drive, base hit back up the middle. Urias sent around third. Here comes the throw home. It is going to be in time. Tyler Naquin, center fielder for Cincinnati, comes up with a one-hop strike to the plate to cut down the potential go-ahead run here in the bottom of the seventh. Even though he is out at home, that's a good sin. Craig Council made reference to this in his post-game comments, which we've already heard. The uh, chances of uh, Naquin making that throw are lower than probably the Brewers coming up with another hit in the inning. So that's a good send. It just doesn't work out well. Uh, Not all good decisions have good results, and it stays a 3-3 game. Devin Williams pitches a scoreless top of the eighth, bottom of the eighth inning. New pitcher into the game is Brad Brock. He gives up a base hit to Omar Nervaez, and then he faces off against Avisayo Garcia. The pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Deep center. Goodbye. Brewers lead at 5-3 on the 16th home run of the season by Avi Garcia. 426 feet, leaving the bat at 107 miles per hour. And the Brewers are able to uh, take the lead 5-3. Josh Hader comes on to pitch his first appearance since blowing a save for the first time this year. First battery faces is Tyler Stevenson. He strikes out. Jonathan India then pops out, and it brings up Jesse Winker. 3-2 pitch coming. Here it is. Hey, struck him out looking. And this one is over. Winker not in total agreement with Brian Onora on that call. Brewers come from behind and beat Cincinnati. Big home run by Avi Garcia. 5-3 the final. If we're being truthful and fair about things, Josh Hader might want to send Brian Onora a uh, Christmas card because... Uh, Hader got a couple calls there from the home plate umpire on a couple of the strikes that were called, but it goes the other direction sometimes. The Brewers come away with the win, with the victory. They go to 53 and 36. The Reds, they drop to 45 and 42. Winning totals for the crew five runs, eight hits, one air. They leave eight for Cincinnati. Three runs, six hits, no airs. They leave eight as well. Winning pitcher is Devin Williams. He is 6-1. and one. The loss to Brad Brock, he is 0-1. Oh Josh Hader, his 21st save. Home runs, just the one. Viseo Garcia hitting his 16th of the season. The game lasting 3 hours and 16 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 22,948 folks. Brewers get the 5-3 win over the Reds. When we return, we'll give you scores from around the National League Central and the Brewers minor league system. And we'll get you set for Game 2 of this series. That's coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the 5-3 win over the Reds. Brewers are now 24-14 against the NL Central this year. Prior to tonight's loss, the Reds had won 10 of their last 15 and 11 of their last 17 road games around the division. Cubs lose again. They ended their 11-game losing streak yesterday with a win, but now they've lost 12 of 13. They get shut out by the Phillies, losing 8 nothing. Edward Alzale got the start, five innings, four runs, five hits, five strikeouts, one walk. He takes the loss to drop to four and nine. Cubs and Cardinals are going to open up a weekend series against each other coming up tomorrow afternoon at 
Wrigley Field. The only other game involving a National League Central team that was scheduled was the Pirates and the Mets. That game got rained out, and amazingly, the folks in New York did not wait two and a half hours to make the decision to rain that game out. So uh, the standings right now, the Brewers now have a seven-game lead on the Reds. The Cubs and the Cardinals are nine and a half back, and the Pirates are 19 and a half back. Around the Brewers' minor league system, Triple A Nashville playing a doubleheader at Gwinnett today. Game number one goes to Gwinnett, 7-2. Game two goes to Gwinnett as well, 6-0. Double-A Biloxi, they get beat up pretty good at home. They lose to Birmingham by a 12-2 score. Nice win for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. They knock off Quad Cities in Appleton by a 4-1 score. The Carolina Mudcats, they were scheduled to match up against Lynchburg. That game was postponed. Game two of this four-game series and game two of seven straight between the Brewers and the Reds coming up tomorrow here at American Family Field. Uh, Eric Lauer will get the start for the crew. The uh, lefty is 3-3 three and three with a 4.11 ERA. It's a battle of left-handers as Wade Miley, the former Brewer, will start for Cincinnati. He'll go into tomorrow's game 6-4, and four, a 3.06 ERA. 7-10 first pitch tomorrow back on uh, WTMJ, 6-20 on your AM dial. Uh, 7-10 first pitch, that means network coverage at 6-35, and Brewers warm-up will begin coverage overall at 6 o'clock, and then Brewers extra innings following the game. I will not be with you tomorrow for Brewers extra innings. I have never, ever, ever, ever missed a show. I was figuring out the numbers I have done over 700 straight Brewers extra innings, having never missed a show since I started doing this six years ago. But for those of you who listen to the show on WTMJ, uh, you may know that our producer, Greg Hill, also known as Pancake for the WTMJ Nights listeners, uh, he is getting married tomorrow night, and I will be at that uh, wedding. So Greg Matzik is going to be handling Brewers extra innings along with uh, Jerry Augustine coming up tomorrow night after the game, and then I'll be back with you coming up on Saturday. But once again... Coverage starts tomorrow at 6 o'clock. It's the Brewers and the Reds after the Brewers win tonight by a 5-3 score. We'll talk to you again real soon.